Hello, Radio Land. You're listening to WUSC-FM in HD1 Columbia. I'm your host, Leah Robinson, and this is Cockadoodle News. Joined with me today is Sarah Hudock jeffrey and Nick Clintworth. Say hi, guys. Hi. And if you guys haven't known yet, we have tried to do little themes for our news day. So today is, instead of being sports, Wednesday is hard news, Friday is entertainment. Today, instead of just sports, it'll be anything can happen Monday. So you'll have a lot of different stories coming at you with a lot of different varieties. Um, And if you're listening and you have an opinion you'd like to share or you want to call in, you want us to talk about something, there's something you want us to address, we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please call the station at 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. If you can't reach us on the phone, feel free to reach out online. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching WUSC News. And if you need to get in touch with the station, the number is the same, but the handles are different. So you can find the station by searching Facebook on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching WUSC FM. So moving right along into the first story, um, according to ABC Columbia, there was an article just about the best states um, or the best states for teachers in 2019. Um, Wallet Hub was actually the professional finance website that posted the statistical list that numbered all of them, with the top 10 states being North Dakota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Wyoming, Connecticut, Illinois, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Utah, and New York in that order. And South Carolina was unfortunately ranked the eighth worst. So I feel like this has been something... um, Teaching has been a topic that I feel like has been important for a really long time. There's, For those that don't know, there has been a huge shortage in teachers. They just don't have the people available that they used to have. Um, There are several reasons for that kind of. One of the reasons being people really not wanting to go into the profession of teaching because of the low salary or just because of the difficult classroom environment that they have to work in. But um, it's actually starting to become an issue. I know personally that... um, because I just recently started substitute teaching myself and I'm finding out how to go about getting certified so that I can teach. And I've just been hearing firsthand stories from other teachers at schools about how, you know, they will pull a nurse in to teach biology just because she has that background. And they'll, um, I, there was one person told me about a guy that she knew that had, a PE degree, that's what he got his licensing or certification in, and he's now a science teacher. So um, the shortage is kind of getting so bad that they're just pulling people and putting them in places where they wouldn't normally be, and this is obviously affecting affecting the school system as a whole because we don't have people, you know, we don't maybe necessarily have the qualified teacher teaching our children and I hate to sound super cliche, but children definitely are the future. So I think that it's really important that we look at this teaching epidemic and do something about it. And um, some of the things that they are going to try to do is just to address like the factors like low pay and 
whatever else makes teachers, whatever else makes people not want to get into the profession or whatever is making people leave the profession, I think that um, organizations are going to try to tackle some of those head on so that we can see better results, we can keep people in our schools and things like that. But one thing that came up, and I'll ask you guys about that, was I was wondering if the teacher shortage is going to be that much of um, a bad thing with, like, our world technologically advancing the way that it is. Like, do we think that maybe there will be, like, robot teachers soon? Um, so, basically, I think I think with all the technology, it's very hard for students to build a connection like they used to back in the day. So, uh, yeah, I could see that being possible. But uh, in my opinion, uh, they just don't give enough resources or support to teachers and that's why we're having an epidemic like this because they really need to you know step it up and nba players shouldn't be making a billion dollars and teachers are making minuscule yeah they're actually the um one of the lowest paid jobs that requires a bachelor's degree so yeah that's ridiculous so and i've known so many great teachers who definitely Mm -hmm. deserve more than that so yeah that's my thoughts yeah i completely agree i mean my mom's a teacher she's a college professor at a community college and even as a college professor at a you know at a community college she's still not getting paid as much as people have who have gone the amount of school the amount of school that she has and yeah I completely agree I think teachers shouldn't you know be having to work multiple jobs I've heard a lot of teachers around the country having to work minimum wage jobs in order to make ends meet because the teaching profession because you know because it's a, more of a historically women dominated field especially with elementary and middle school you know a lot of times it's assumed that they're they have a husband supporting them so mm-hmm. it wasn't originally thought that they should have really high wages and that still continues today which doesn't make any sense so yeah i completely agree i think you know i think it affects everything in the education system mm-hmm. most definitely and i've also i'm also known that um there are teachers like I had a teacher one time who worked a second job at a restaurant. She was a server. So, you know, they most definitely are not making ends meet. I feel like they're most definitely not getting the credit that they deserve considering, I mean, how many students go to uh, school, you know what I mean? And those teachers are responsible for not only just like keeping them in order, teaching them like morals and like values how to behave and things like that but also like preparing them for the next step of their life so I definitely think that or I definitely hope that something is done to address this epidemic soon and I hope that anyone out there that wants to teach and is discouraged by the salary or you know the kids or anything else I would say just try it out Um, You would be doing a great service for not just South Carolina, but every country in the world is has has a shortage in teachers right now. And we definitely don't want to see that um, affect us negatively in years to come. So. But that is all for my teaching story. I know you had a nice one. So, yeah, my story. Basically, I was reading Vox the other day. And I came across an article about the new Joker movie. So this Joker movie is actually the first origin movie of the Joker. And it's told completely from his perspective. So it stars Joaquin Phoenix. And it's directed by Todd Phillips. It comes out October 4th. 
so just next Friday. And the movie hasn't even been released yet, but the tr- the two trailers that Warner Bros. released on YouTube have generated a lot, a lot of controversy. Basically, the problem starts with the trailers depict a mentally ill man, Arthur Fleck, and he just wants to make people laugh. However, he's physically beaten down and excluded from society due to his social awkwardness and unlikability. The trailer includes scenes of Arthur with his therapist explaining that all he has are negative thoughts and they grow worse. And the way that the trailer portrays it, because of society's treatment, he becomes a murderous villain, basically using violence and sadism to cope with his rejection from society. And a lot of critics think that the depiction of this it's what they call an incel-like character, empowering himself through sadism and violence emboldens and galvanizes a type of thinking that can inspire mass shooters. So, and others, other critics say that the role of the film isn't to provide moral instruction, that it holds up a mirror to society. Some critics say it's a superhero movie, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about that? Um, <laughs> I That's like a pretty interesting one because... I guess I can, like, in a way, see both sides of it. Um, I see how, like, that can inspire mass shooters or whatever, but, like, also so do video games and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so many other things in the world. And also, on the other side of it, I genuinely feel like that's um, accurate. You know, I definitely, not to say that I know a mass shooter or anything, but just in like watching psychological studies and like learning about them and you know people that do things like that um some a lot of times it does start from like rejection from society and other things like that so I don't think that they're really too far off and sometimes I feel like you know people that may not or people that are talking um negatively about that they may not kind of want to face the truth some I feel like sometimes people are just scared to like realize that that actually is you know, because sometimes people have fault in that. They're like, oh, I rejected this guy, and, like, look at what happened. So, mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, uh, I've been a superhero fan for, like, a long time, so mm-hmm. I don't think about it that deep. Um, I agree with you. There's so many sources of, like, other violence and other bad things. You can't act like one movie's going to, you know, start to cause all these problems. These were problems that are already existing before the movie. Um I would just take it how it is and, you know, enjoy the, you know, effort put into it. If you really feel that bad or, like, that angry about it, I suggest, you know, you just don't see it. It's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And and also, if you know comic book fans, um, they are religious about being <laughs> to the point about these movies. So if they're going to have to change a superhero character because of these problems – or thoughts, you know, uh, I think it'll, it'll cause even worse of an uproar. Yeah, yeah. I grew up reading Marvel comic books, so I actually don't really know the canon Joker backstory. So does this sound... Did you ever read Joker comic books, and does this sound kind of like what you remember reading? Honestly, I, I did not read, like, comic books. I just... I grew up watching the movies, mm-hmm. Marvel movies and stuff like that, yeah. but I know, like, somewhat of his story, and mm-hmm. I get it, but this is, like... As you said, I'm pretty sure you said this is the first Joker movie Mm -hmm. just about Joker. So, like, Mm -hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how they they depict it. And DC is usually, like, very dark and, like, grimacing. And you saw Heath Ledger as the Joker and Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I cannot wait. Yeah, I mean, I've watched both. I watched both the trailers on YouTube, uh, the ones that Warner Bros. produced, and yeah, I mean, I definitely see. Again, I see where both perspectives are coming from. Personally, you know, I I do think that movies hold up a mirror to society. You know, it's not. Um, you know, there are a lot of movies about some very very twisted people, and I don't think suppressing types of movies about twisted characters or twisted people is necessarily going to be productive in society because you know I think it is it is interesting to gain a different look at a topic that you know we all hear a lot about Um, and then as far as inspiring people to do to think that this kind of you know a lot of critics were calling it the trope of nerdy revenge or nerd revenge I don't think, you know, it's necessarily going, people are going to watch the movie and say, oh, yes, that, that's me, that's what I'm going to do, because, mm-hmm. you know, it is a fictional character. Um, however, I, I definitely do understand the fear, especially with today's climate and today's society, about, you know, what does encourage people yeah. to do this. Like, I get it, that's a really scary question. Yeah. And so I totally understand why people are afraid of this possibly inspiring people out there. But, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that Joaquin Phoenix is uh, possibly going to be up for Best Actor nomination or Best Actor Award. I mean, from the trailers, he that it was haunting. It, it gave me chills watching him really? act like I, I was watching it. What's and it I called again? it's it's just the Joker. That's the yeah, yeah. it's um, he's like known for like being in his character, like yeah. living as that person. And yeah. I'm sure with this character, he's going to have a blast. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. He played another incel like character, too, which is interesting in the movie Her. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, but it's basically about a man who can't form a normal relationship with a woman. And so he. And he does it with like a computer? Yeah. yeah so it's like interesting that this is the second type of character where he is playing that sort of trope and being. That movie also generated a lot of controversy as mm-hmm. well. It so did. so this is. It's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to yeah. see what happens with. Because, um, I mean, the movie hasn't even been released yet. Yeah. So I think all these people that are, you know, talking about the trailer and stuff, it's going to be interesting how their opinions change when they see the movie from beginning to end mm-hmm. so this isn't related well i mean it is kind of but uh jo- um I'm, i don't know how to pronounce his name joe queen why why keen why keen i had to look it up on it's google how to weird. pronounce it. yeah um he uh he did a like movie where he had the act as johnny cash and mm. if you guys don't know johnny cash's uh brother i believe died like uh horribly in like an accident or something mm-hmm. And so uh, he was so into character that the director said when they would play, like, uh, songs or talk about um, Johnny Cash's, like, uh, brother, he would he would start to cry, like, really? as if he was Johnny Cash and his wow. brother died. Like, that's a new level of, yeah. like, uh, getting into it. And, you know, wow. I respect that. He should. I mean, if I mean, those are definitely always the movies, like, worth seeing. Yeah. The mm-hmm. ones that are, like, very moving. So. If he puts that much into this performance, you know, I'm sure he's going to go for oh, at yeah. least one or two awards, you know, somewhere. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested to see. Hopefully we'll be getting more updates on that um, mm-hmm. in the future, maybe on the entertainment day. But mm-hmm. um, we'll be right back after this quick break. And remember, if you have any feedback or opinions that you want to call in and talk to us about, feel free to do so. And we're back with Cockadoodle News, and I'm handing it over to Nick for his story. Hi, yes. So I am taking care of the sports section. Um, 
I have to start off with USC losing to uh, Missouri last weekend. That was uh, heartbreaking. They lost 34-14, to 14, making them 1-3. It's the worst start since, or worst start in history since the 1999 season. Now, um, you know, Ryan Helensky didn't do as good as, you know, he, he comes out to be. Uh, but there were reports of elbow tendonitis before the game, so... You know that's that might be one of the reasons. Also, you know you can give the guy a bad day. He, you know, he played bad. That's okay. But you know he started making up towards the end. Um, defense was playing great. Offense just needs to pick it up a little bit. Um, you know, towards the end, defense was played so much that they just got tired and gave up. Uh, yeah, gave up four sacks to Missouri. Other than that, I mean, Ryan Helinski went 13 for 30 with 166 yards. A touchdown and two turnovers, and uh, I'm excited for this Kentucky game. Not only is it family weekend, but uh, you know, uh, if we win, it it will be the first time in five years that we've beaten Kentucky. So, oh really? Yeah, it's a it's a big one. Well, I really wish this was a game that I would be for be here for this weekend. But, yeah, um, yeah. I was also writing about the Gamecocks football team. Um, it's it's a slow start. Yeah. It's a slow start yeah, to the season, start. but we still have faith, don't we? Yes. Um, yeah, I agree, though. I think, I, I don't know, personally, it always bothers me when, when sports fans attack viciously an athlete for having an off day or mm-hmm. for, you know, not doing their 100% best on a day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not super well-versed in sports, but it always makes me feel kind of sad because yeah. I'm like, you yeah. know, give him a, give him a break. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And he's a, what a he, I believe he's like fresh out of high school. He's a true freshman. So, you know, <laughs> to be younger than me and to be out there and doing that stuff, that'd be crazy. I, I would not be able to. But, um, other Gamecock sports would be Gamecocks volleyball. Uh, they beat Kennesaw State 3-0 and is now at a three. Uh, or is uh, sorry at a seven and four record. And men's soccer also won with 3-0 versus Furman on the 18th of Wednesday, which I saw a little bit of, and it was my first soccer game. It was pretty fun. I'm not gonna really? lie. Yeah, got the the double points. Of course, is the reason I went, but they it was still fun. I enjoyed it. So. Uh, yeah, other than that, um, women's soccer at the University of Alabama is coming up, women's volleyball, and Gamecocks versus, in, versus Kentucky at 7.30. So, I want to switch over to another topic uh, related to sports. Antonio Brown getting waved off by the Patriots. Now he got taken off of the Nike team. And he's tweeting that he will not play for the NFL anymore. And then I just saw recently that he's enrolled back into college at the, at Central Michigan. I don't know if you guys know who Antonio Brown is. I do, and I've been seeing a lot of controversy about him, and I've been trying to figure out what it's about. Yeah, so basically he uh, he played for the Raiders. Uh, he didn't I'm, – I'm going to say it's my opinion he didn't want to play for them, and there were multiple problems he had with the team. And then he basically got kicked off, then signed to the Patriots, another team, and then uh, he got what he wanted, and then sexual allegations came up, and he was eventually dropped from the team, I'm going to say based off of those, and also from Nike based off of those. So his uh, 
his response to that is that the NFL is against him and like all these other all these like corporations are against him. So I don't know what his next move is, but I, I don't see him coming back to the NFL in my opinion. So yeah. that that is really interesting. I honestly I haven't heard, really heard about that. Yeah. But I know lots and lots of famous athletes have um a lot they, a lot of them get sexual assault allegations and you know, it's a really, really sensitive topic for sure mm-hmm. because, you know, whoever, you know, whoever the victim is, I'm sure it's so painful, you know, to see if, you know, this person who assaulted you uh, as a famous celebrity. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad personally that he's facing some repercussions. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, he he kind of deserved it, in my opinion, sometimes. But um, again, I, I still... I mean, you might not like the guy, but he still doesn't deserve to, you know, have all this stuff happening, like, at once for him. This is yeah, a big Yeah, I was going to say, that is mm-hmm. kind of like a... Yeah. You said he's enrolled in college blow. again? Yeah, what, what's he, that about? I don't know what his... <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but I, I guess he decided to enroll back at uh, the college he went to, Central Michigan, and... Um, I don't know what his next step is, but uh, <laughs> I if guess he gets a degree, a degree, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess, a degree, that, I guess that's, that's cool. good. You know, but, you know, he has. I'm pretty sure he has two kids, um, and you know, you gotta think, you gotta pay for them and all that. You got family to take care of. I wouldn't wish that on him, but you know, yeah. he definitely didn't help the situation. So that's awful. Yeah, it's a bummer. That's really, really and then another one with football. I don't know why it's so big this week, but uh, uh, Calvin Johnson said in an interview with the Washington Post that uh, he talks about his career with the Detroit Lions and how he became used to receiving concussions. So a quote from him was, Bam, hit the ground real hard. I'm seeing stars. I can't see straight. Pressured by team to continue playing with concussion. So he would just they would basically ask him to just keep playing when you get a concussion. So he wouldn't be out and miss the days and like get paid for the concussion and everything. So he I believe he said he received a concussion every season he played and that's a lot of seasons. So uh that's terrible. Yeah, oh my with God. all the news about that stuff and you know, CTE and all this other stuff, that's that's terrible. I I definitely do not want to see that happen, but uh, hopefully something can come up and that can change, you know, but NFL teams can take care of their players better, hopefully. Yeah, and wasn't there a movie about that? Mm -hmm. It was. um, It was a while ago, though. I don't remember the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Will Smith was in it. It was called, like, Concussion or something. He was, like, a doctor, and everyone Mm -hmm. was like, they really should look into that because it's so dangerous and, like, The head is just not a place to mess with at all. So. Yeah, there's so many NFL legends who say that if they had like kids, they wouldn't allow them to play like tackle football because of how bad they went through it. You know, and I understand because you know, like all that head trauma. I've had friends who've dislocated shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, it's ridiculous how much pain you go through. That's and it's not long too. So yeah, yeah. that yeah. is absolutely awful. That's insane that they like continually forced him to keep playing even though they knew he had a concussion i just mm-hmm. can't even wrap my head around that yeah it's yeah. pretty dog eat dog world out there I feel. yeah um because they'll literally keep pressuring you until you can't play anymore and then what you can't play they're like all right bye yeah and then you're like jobless broke yeah. so yeah play mm-hmm. with a concussion then 
take one more bad hit right after and you could be done for you know not just football but the rest of your life yeah exactly that could ruin you you know exactly they should definitely be way more way better about that take way more precautions Mm -hmm. but we won't even get started on how football needs to be 10 times more (laughs) safer yeah Yeah. you know i've i've heard lots of parents you know that i know say i would never let my kid play football like my kid wants to play football but i don't want to let them Mm. you know i feel like you know do do you know if um if rugby because there's a lot less protection in rugby do you know if they have the same kind of problems and the same kind of you know, where they're forcing people to, like, play with concussion. I mean, I don't know, because that's not, I know, yeah, it's not yeah, an yeah. American sport, but I just don't know if you know anything. Rugby is just, those those dudes are wild, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, they just go out there, they're like, they, they like getting hurt and, like, hurting people. So, you know, like, in my opinion, I don't think they care. But uh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Cause I, I always, it's weird, though. Yeah. In rugby, I feel like there are m- more, like, bigger people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I, I feel like it's always, like, really huge muscular guys oh, that, like, yeah? play rugby. Mm-hmm. I can totally be wrong. But I feel like – and then with football, you can have, like, such a range of, like – you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, The yeah. defense that's lining up with the offense yeah. is, will literally be, like, the biggest boys versus the tiny boys. At least with rugby, I feel like – rugby, I feel like it's a bit more, like, even matchup oh, type yeah. of thing. Most power on the team is, like, the most important part. But, yeah, definitely uh, rugby is – is crazy i i would honestly for like concussions and football standpoint i uh started off playing flag football and i would suggest everybody else to do that because i learned easily that i don't want to play football in high school or anything <laughs> like that from flag football so you know it's better that than oh let me try out and i'm gonna walk on the field and get a concussion real quick and then be like oh i don't like football you know you might as well try it in little stages you know yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just found an article that said that um, that rugby uh, also has a lot of extreme injuries. Like, they have a lot of spinal injuries. Oh, yeah. um, and actually, uh, so football has a bigger concussion crisis, but rugby has the higher injury rate mm-hmm. in general, which is really interesting. Yeah, so. I'm sure. So and- moral of the story is... Football, rugby, all of them are just <laughs> very dangerous. Like, they need to add 10 times more padding into those sports or whatever. But either way, guys are going to keep playing them. But wrapping up here, just a quick weather update. Right now, it's about 90, 91 degrees outside. Overnight, you can expect a low of 70 or 66. And tomorrow you can look forward to a high of 93 degrees with a low of 76 and mostly sunny skies. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 to 6.30. I'm your host, Leah Robinson, joined here with Sarah Hudock-Jeffrey and Nick Clintworth. And this has been Cockadoodle News.